Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome back to a week that we've been anticipating for over a year. And before we get into the main content of this week's episode, we need to take a second to not thank our sponsors because we don't have any, but to share our seamless seconds. Um, who wants to go first? You, I mean... Okay, class. Yeah. If no one's going to volunteer, I'm going to choose someone. Katie, would okay, you like to share? Okay, okay fine. Um, you know, tomorrow. I'm really excited for tomorrow because tomorrow um, is the release of The Crown Season 4. Um, I kind of got Taylor a little, not like hooked on it, but you considered watching it. You considered it. And that is a win for me. Even if you don't watch it, you considered it for a minute. Um, season four, I think it's supposed to start in like the eighties, um, going into not all, all the way into nineties, but, um, they're introducing two very like popular figures in British history. Um, you know, Lady Diana Spencer, our queen, um, you know, wish she was still here with us. I I wonder what she would be doing. She would be like, I mean, she would be doing the most amazing things, probably. And then, um, Margaret Thatcher. Margie! (laughs) Margie! Um, but I'm excited because just, they've been releasing so many trailers, more than they ever have, because I know these two women are coming into the show, and everybody's so excited about it. I am too. I'm just ready for it. I can't wait. You know, as someone who spent a whole entire semester working on a project related to uh, Princess Diana, I'm intrigued. We had a whole discussion the other day about, like, modern royalty and Mm -hmm. how fascinating it is because we don't have that in America. In in the States, don't they do that Even though everybody... Not everybody, but some people, some people are like, the Kennedys were the closest thing to American royalty. And I was like, that's that's your own opinion. I feel like that's not the same thing. Like, they are probably yeah. the closest thing to, like, the cursed family. They just have, they have a lot of stuff go on. I think people mean that when they're, like, it's a very, ex- like, big extended family. And, you know, I think people mostly, like, think about Jackie when they think of like royalty because you know she was so beloved and all that and and jfk too um but i'm probably gonna finish it by the next episode because i always get through these seasons like crazy um so i'll probably give a little review over that um and you did your own project over diana i did mine too going into freshman year of um high school my summer project was, maybe it was my freshman or sophomore year, I don't remember, but um, we had to dress up as a historical figure and do a little poster, like do a little presentation over it, and I did Diana. Did you do the bike shorts and like the crew I did not do, I did not do the bike shorts. I just wore a dress that she probably never wore in her life, um, but I did recreate the ring I know I used to have it for a long time. I don't know if I still do, um, but maybe I'll find it. I want it's, photo I, evidence. I I well, I did have to take photos. They are probably deleted because <laughs> they were atrocious. 
I did her dirty. That, you know, maybe I'll give the crown a try. I've never not been interested in it. It's been in my list or whatever for a long time. It's just one of those shows that I have not gotten to yet. And Mm -hmm. there are so many that fall into that category. And it's a bad habit. Mm -hmm. Um, In other television news that ties beautifully into this week's uh, podcast theme, question mark. I don't know. Uh, Grey's Anatomy. We got some big, fat, juicy news. I am most definitely not caught up. Me and Miss Grace, we have a very uh, distant relationship. I revisit her about once a year for one season, and then I leave, you know. I just make my exit. Shonda writes me off. But I heard from a little birdie, and by birdie I mean promo, that Patrick Dempsey is stepping back into the picture. From the Mm -hmm. dead, he said... I know you miss me, honey. We're on this beach. It's me and you together once again. Yeah. So right after we talked about this, I went ahead and just watched the first two episodes because I mainly wanted to find out like how are they how they are incorporating him and how they're dealing with the whole like COVID situation. So they start out in April, and that's kind of when like everything that was like everything was at its height. You know, we say. we all lived through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we know it's a uh, it's worldwide. Hence the word pandemic. Um, um, it's uh, it's Grey's Anatomy. I mean, that's all I can really say. It's a Shonda Rhimes product. It is. Um, all I will say is that he's – so Derek is in it for like the last two minutes, I would say, of the second episode. So basically, Meredith has passed out in the parking lot. She's been working some, like, long shifts. She hasn't been home in, like, two weeks because she's one of the uh, doctors that works, like, specifically for the COVID patients. So she can't really be exposed to anybody outside the hospital. Um, But she said, you know what? I need a break. I'm going home. And she passes out in the parking lot. I thought, like, you know, maybe she's just tired, but there could also be some COVID symptoms going on. She's hallucinating, like you said, with Denny. So when she was, you know, drowning. <laughs> Y'all all remember when she when she fell off the side of that thing and that little girl just looked and didn't even help or anything. Uh, I don't I still don't know how she survived that. I really don't because she was in that water uh, for like an hour. The magic of Shonda. You know, if you have Shonda writing your story, you ain't dying or getting written off until it's your time. Mm hmm. But I just thought that was interesting that they brought him back out of the blue like that. Yeah, um, I watched a, like, an interview with, um, the actress who plays Meredith. She said that, you know, they all kind of realized, like, 2020, kind of, um, not the best year. And she was like, you know what, for Grey's Anatomy fans, they've been sticking around a long time. We're on our 17th season. She said, I don't know when it's going to end or how long it's going to last. So, you know, we need to make this you know, for the fans. And she said, what other, like, who are we going to bring back to put a smile on people's faces? And she said, I called up Patrick Dempsey. He said he agreed to it. And that's how it came to be. You know, speaking of doing it for the fans. (laughs) Oh, like we do for our fans. Um, We're picking up this week with something that was so anticipated. We've been waiting for this for far too long. We thought we would get to enjoy it under very different circumstances, but that was just simply not the case. Mm-hmm. After we collided, 
Harry, sweetie, I am so sorry, especially during your Vogue week where you're eating it up in those outfits. Baby, I'm sorry. It's just very bad timing. We didn't know that those pictures were going to drop yesterday. No. My mom didn't either. It was her birthday, and I told her, like, hey, look, I and made like, something I that care. was supposed to be about her. <laughs> she did look at the pictures, though. Mm. She's like, that's that different. Was that was me with Taylor Swift, like, all throughout high school and some of college. Like, anything Taylor Swift did, I would go to my mom and be like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I didn't do that with the Rolling Stone magazine. I have, I guess I've grown out of it. But, man, she looked good. But that is not what we were talking about. No. We are talking about the most anticipated film of the year after we collided the sequel to... Our most treasured film after. Our most treasured adaptation. I will say that our first ever remote podcast, I don't know if you knew this, was after. Was it? Yes, it was. Did we not do it like right after we watched it? No, we did the oh, first. Oh, Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Oh. What happened was we were supposed to do a review of... Um, was it Unicorn oh, Store? Oh, Unicorn Store. And then mm-hmm. we decided very last minute that we wanted to go see After instead. So we recorded in the car on the way to the theater, and I got really creative with the editing. If you haven't listened to that episode, have fun. Um, even though it's not synced up very well, I'm so sorry. But we recorded separately for the oh. first time. And look at how far we've come. Look at how much we understand remote recording now. Look at that. I remember we used to stress out about that. We always used to think, like, how are we going to do the podcast for now if we have to do it, like, remote? But now it's just, like, pretty easy. It's the new norm, as everyone mm-hmm. would say. So sick of hearing that expression. Um, Because it we, shouldn't be the new norm. No. The new norm should be being empathetic and sucking it up and wearing your mask and social distancing. Oh, I said what I said. Anywho, after spending uh, $6.99 on Amazon Prime. Plus tax. Is it plus tax? It is because mine turned out to be $7.65. I do live in a county that has, like, I think it is, like, the highest sales tax in Tennessee, so. We do have the same sales tax percentage, which is Mm. painful. It's, It's, like, nine point seven something seven it's horrible um not me calculating how much i have to pay for netflix every single month and it's like a lot more than than i can pay for <laughs> because of sales tax anywho um yeah i mean we would have probably spent as much anyway in the theater but again like we wanted the movie theater experience but that's just not possible right now um but nevertheless it was an experience and it was it was something else, I will say that. Um, a lot of disgusted faces uh, were made at particular scenes. Um, a lot of WTF moments. As a, like, what what other moments did you have watching um, this movie? Well, it is a story of a young girl's freedom. <laughs> In quotation marks. <laughs> and I did um, set up my own little at-home cinema experience for this, which I did show you. I brought out the cinema light box. Um, which is still sitting here. It says the Anna Todd fanfic. 
God bless. Um, and I projected this movie onto the wall, so I heard a lot of um, moaning and groaning, a lot of cheek action, a lot of me racing to turn down the volume at one in the morning. Yeah, um, I was, I told Taylor this, I was like, how did she watch this? Like, okay, when I say that, it, this is definitely no Fifty Shades um, material. And I even they that isn't to. that crazy. I mean, I haven't seen Fifty Shades, so I actually have no idea. But it's it's not crazy, like, they made it out to be. Because I remember hearing a lot of, like, oh, they're going to make it sexier. It's rated R now. It's just so much sex. And, yes, it is so much sex because it's basically sex but no plot. Whereas I think, like, they could have just made a porno out of this and just included the sex because they were definitely holding back. And um, I was very disappointed. But honestly, I didn't have high expectations com- coming in here. I didn't either, but I did laugh a few times. And I guess that makes up for all the emotional trauma and peril. So should we should we dive right in? Should we set the scene? Yes, we should. The scene, um, what scene are we, like, just... The opening scene, the the Bella Swan monologue. Uh, we got a Bella Swan monologue from Harden, you know, him just basically saying, oh no, I messed up, but everything worked out. Actually, just kidding, it didn't. That's fantasy land. Um, so yeah, this picks up one month after, after, after. And it's Christmas Why? time. Can I ask a real, that, this is probably a really dumb question. Um, so why is it called after to begin with? And I don't. Isn't it like there's some line where it's like, everything was before and then I met you and it's after or something like that. Still not a catchy title. It should have been (laughs) called. What can I do to prove that I love you? Yeah. Um, it should have been called a lot of yelling. So much yelling. Can, can we stop yelling? There's a lower volume for a reason. It should have been called You Can Either F Me or Leave. A, a lot of um, iconic quotes, I should say. <laughs> One of which, related to The Kissing Booth, which is also a Wattpad production, um, Hardin saying, she's just another one of my former conquests. I was like, wait, is this a word we're using to describe women in these movies? Hello? That's what I want to be on my LinkedIn profile, you know? Journalist, female conquest, podcaster. It's just right along there. We definitely need to stop using the word conquest. What what do you want to use in place? Like Um, I don't know, former lover. Sex capade. (laughs) Former um I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, Devil's not Tango compost. Partner. Sure. I, you, I do love a dangle. A dang- <laughs> I do love a dangle. <laughs> oh, anywho. It's Christmas time in our undisclosed location. So that means that this breakup took place sometime in November. You know, the, the height of the last movie when Tessa finds out about the bet. Because we're just one month later. Not that much time has passed. Wait, so, okay. Okay, so you did write this all down. I didn't have time to look look at all this. So this is another Twilight moment where, like, the timeline just doesn't add up. So 
basically what we're saying here is that she started school late August, like typical college students do. So they were only together for less than three months. Around the same time, Bella and Edward were together before Uh New Moon. A lot of love and trust and devotion to put into like such a new relationship. Not to judge, but you know, whatever. Um, Anywho, (laughs) I, I mean, I am in my heart. And we have some discrepancies with our location. So the last movie, it is very clearly revealed that she attends, she and Hardin attend Emory University, which is in Georgia. I know because I almost applied to that school. It's on a big fat banner. But in the books, apparently, they're all set in Washington State. So, you know, PNW Pride and all that. But this time around, they're making it seem like we're in the same location as last time. Like, we haven't moved or anything. Mm-hmm. But they just said, you know what? Forget about Georgia. We we have the budget to pretend it's Washington. Look at all our license plates. Washington, Washington, Washington. It's like they want us. They're just like, oh, nobody watched the first movie. Please. No, our viewers are too dumb to figure this out. Um, that was like the first thing I noticed was like the location. I actually didn't notice that. I did notice they were talking about Seattle a lot. And I was like, oh, so we're still in Georgia and they're just pop into Seattle every once in a while. Okay. Um, like, I could... It's definitely obvious they use Georgia as, like, um, a production location because it's so cheap to just, like, film things in Georgia. It's so... It, it's a, That's where everybody films A lot things. of shows are filmed in Georgia. Yeah. So, it would make sense that it's set in Georgia, but did they not have the budget to just put up a Washington State banner in the first movie? I know. I'm like, why not just take it down? And I'm like, yeah, sure, the people that go to Washington State would be like, that's not our school. But, like, and it also didn't make sense because, I mean, I've never been to the PNW, so, like, someone can easily correct me. But what, like, okay, there are a few scenes where Tessa is in this Uber and the Uber driver, she keeps talking about how hot it is. And like, yeah, I know global warming, climate change, it's hot everywhere. But like in the PNW in the winter time, like late November, early December, I'm like, is it not cold? I don't know. I didn't look into that. But I would think so because I feel like it's worse in the South. So I'm not really sure. Um, I have no idea. I just, she kept saying, like, the heat makes people crazy. And I'm like, wouldn't it be cold up north, like, towards Canada? But I don't know. Yeah. um, One thing I will say about the, I think you've probably mentioned this before. Whoa, what is going on with the audio? Okay, never mind. Sorry. Um, So she starts, so she's a freshman still. Okay. I know that it said a month later, but you know, for some reason I just ignored that. And I was like, wait, so she's doing an internship now. She, she must be like a junior or senior. Cause I don't know if this applies to like every school, but I know at my school, you, for like the, the department I apply to, you have to be at least a junior, like junior status to apply for internships and that might not be for every school but also what publishing firms companies whatever are accepting freshmen for like first semester freshmen and i I don't know here's okay so first and foremost i agree it was the same scenario when i was in school if you wanted to do an internship for credit you had to be like a junior or senior actually no i think you had to be a senior i could be wrong about that but 
I know you can just take on internships just for experience. Like, you don't have to do it for the purpose mm-hmm. of school. And she does have Harden as, like, her figurative and literal hookup, her literal connection, because he used to work there. And Vance, who is, like, the owner or whatever, CEO, blah, 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 of Vance Publishing, is a family oh, friend. So, like, yeah. Oh, and they do mention she is getting paid. Mm-hmm. But still, I'm like. You can get paid for school mm-hmm. internships, though, too. I did it, yeah, but it's just not. That's just not how it works for us, though. I did that free labor. <laughs> I yep. I spent that gas money for free. Um. Anyway, I thought it was like also funny the discrepancy between the bet. Did you notice that? Because the first movie they tried to kind of like make it a little more tame. Because in the book, mm-hmm. the whole bet is like, I bet you can't get her virginity. Uh. But in the movie, it's like, I can make her fall in love with me so that it's more chill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this time around, they went back to the book's plot. They went back when they were talking about it. They were oh, like, yeah. virginity, gone. I will say I did like the truth and <laughs> truth or dare scene in this um, movie more because of that. And I thought it was, I don't know, it was quippy. It was, you know, a little, well, not fun back and forth. But, you know, it was fun to watch. It was what we needed. Mm-hmm. And you know what else we needed? What? A cameo from the author herself. You know this and that. <laughs> the fact, like, she had her own little Stephanie Meyer in the diner moment at the publishing conference club lounge or whatever. And these girls mm-hmm. are like, what books have you written? She's like, oh, this and that. Do you think she answers it like that in real life? No. Yeah. I like, think she how are you to. supposed? How are you supposed to say... Well, I think maybe, I mean, the series is probably to the point now where she's not saying like, oh, I write Harry Styles fan fiction. But, you know, back in the day, what, I mean, I don't know. I sometimes wonder, like, what was she doing before, after it got published? Because obviously, like, she probably had another job or something. I think we looked into this at one point because we like found out oh she's a mom and she's married and stuff Mm -hmm. and I'm curious but that'll have to be researched for a different day because I just like I don't know but we Mm -hmm. have a couple other familiar people in here. We have Candace Akala I think is how you pronounce her last name Um, speaking of filming shows in Georgia, The Vampire Diaries she is Caroline Forbes the woman who plays Kimberly who is like Tessa's mm-hmm. internship coordinator or whatever. Mm-hmm. I screamed. I was like, oh my God, Caroline. I didn't know that was her at first because she looks so different with like short hair and glasses. I was like, who is that? Mm-hmm. But eat it up, Candace. And then we obviously have the probably the most anticipated face, Dylan Sprouse, aka um, Dress Boy and Daddy playing effing Trevor. Because that's how everybody knows Dylan Sprouse. <laughs> Not from the sweet life. No, no, no. I will say, um, I have never in my life gotten confused between Cole and Dylan. And I didn't hear because I know it was Dylan. But, like, I kept thinking of Cole the entire time. And I think it is because Cole is, I would say, more recognizable, is a more recognizable name. Because he's in Riverdale. He did that movie, Five Feet Apart, which, fun fact, was directed by the guy who plays Raphael on Jane the Virgin. Didn't know that. I I just figured that out. That is a fun um, fact. But I did... <laughs> I found, like, some similarities in their acting, I should say. They're both kind of, like, awkward. They speak very similarly. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and I kept just waiting for him to say, like, I'm weird. <laughs> I'm quirky. Or I like numbers. <laughs> I'm good it at was, math. Oh, my goodness. His glasses were the version of his of Cole's beanie. I kept thinking that he looked like a lens crafter's photo. Because, like, he just kept taking them on and off. And they're those, like, I don't know how to explain the style of glasses. Like, they're those, someone's parents would have them. They're, like, the thin frame or, and they're, like, the rectangles. fourth grade me. I swear I had glasses like those in fourth grade. And he kept, like, cleaning them. And I told you this before the podcast. Anybody who wears glasses knows that we do not clean them that often. Or maybe it's just me. Maybe Katie's just, like, a fingerprint girl. But, like, he cleans them. It This bugs me so much. He rubs it on his shirt. Which, first of all, that sh- those shirts he was wearing, they would it would just smear it more. They're not the right material. Yeah. And... Like, he's only cleaning, like, the front lens. He's not cleaning what's really getting dirty from, like, your eyelashes and stuff like that. That, that was just bothering me so much. I don't wear glasses. I think I low-key need them to read sometimes. Because sometimes at night, I really, I'd be out here like, mm-hmm. but Katie is a representative for Warby Parker and iBuyDirect and Lens Crafters, so she would know <laughs> all the tea on how to clean your glasses. If you need a tutorial, you can find it on our podcast Twitter. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, we have um, Landon and the gang. I say the gang because they're not really that relevant other than Molly, I guess. But Landon, I forget oh, the actor who plays him. I forget what his name is. But we said in a seamless second a few mm. weeks ago that he is leaving after this movie. Like, he is leaving the after franchise. He has had enough. Mm. I hate to interrupt here, but something's going on with the audio on your end to where it's, like, just, like, it's so loud in my ears. I think you must be, like, just hitting the microphone in some way. Hello? I don't know. I mean, I can hear you now, but it just sounds like something's, like, hitting the microphone. I'm just going to hold it like this. I mean, you don't have to hold it like that the entire time. I don't want you to be uncomfortable. Like, I'm not letting go. It's okay if you do. I, I don't want you to be Rose uncomfortable. I am on the door. I'm holding Jack. I'm not letting go. Okay. Sure. Um, thank you for that. Um, what should we get to next? I mean, there's so much to get through. I think, what what do you want to do? Do you want to do um, internship or sex scenes or relationship problems? So many choices. I mean, we kind of already talked about the internship and like, I was a little confused on why she was chosen to go to this club on the sec- her second day of her internship to like convince this guy to buy into the publishing company and I was still wondering that like after the whole thing and I looked it up and people said like oh it's because he was so impressed by her work and I was like what she read three manuscripts in one day and it's like first of all nobody can do that no (laughs) and to write like the you have to write the the summary and all like Mm -hmm. no that wouldn't have happened but But I don't understand why he offered to pay her tuition Oh, for the, like, the Seattle thing? Yeah, I'm like, that would not happen. I don't know. Like, what, how did she do such a good job at reading manuscripts to where he was like, I'm going to pay for your whole tuition. Please come to me with, uh, come with me to Seattle. 
see, that's how this all goes back to, like, the timeline, right? So, the start of this, we're in December, and then they go on holiday break for Christmas, which is around Tessa's birthday, apparently. So, I'm like, Mm -hmm. she's probably been working for, like, maybe two or three weeks at the most, and then he calls on New Year's Eve and is like, do you want this really fancy position in Seattle? I'll pay you and Harden's full tuition for you to move to Seattle. And I'm like, if y'all live in Washington, I mean, I don't know where they live in Washington. Like, could she not just commute? Well, they're going to Washington State, apparently. So they have to be like in Seattle. I think Washington State's in Seattle. I'm Googling. But still, that would mean it has to be somewhere. It makes no sense. That's why I kept thinking like, so we are in Georgia? No, we're, we're in Washington because the, the, well, all that's the, the plates say Washington. Well, that's what was making me confused. I'm like, why is he paying for her tuition to move to Seattle? Like, they're making such a big deal, especially Harden, out of her, like, moving to Seattle. And I'm like, aren't you, don't you live, like, in or near Seattle anyways? So, Washington State University is in Pullman, Washington. And let's figure out the distance between these two. Because I'm like, if it's like 50 minutes, if she doesn't get in her 2013 Toyota Corolla and drive. And what is the I mean, tuition? She's, $16,000. $16,000. And he's going to pay both of theirs $32,000. Is that per year? I don't know. That is like, that would not happen. My internship, I didn't even get, like, a desk to work at. I worked at home. Like, and she's going to get her whole tuition paid. Like, what? Mm -hmm. Four hours and... Okay, so it's four and a half hours. So, like, you would have to move. But I'm like, she could do this remotely. You're just reading. I don't know. I don't have the time to think about all that. just, like, annoyed me. I think it's all just, like, annoys (laughs) annoys me. Okay, you know what? The internship, unrealistic. I don't understand it. Uh, just... Is she expected to transfer in the spring? Like, if it's New Year's, the semester is about to start in a week. Like, how is she supposed to apply and transfer? This is a lot for me to handle. Okay. Um, let's talk about Carol and Noah. Because I... I was like, is she just not talking to her mama? Is she just not talking to her mama? Well, Over... we know they had a falling out. They they did. And this has been only like a month. So like, <laughs> this isn't like four years of them not talking. <laughs> Imagine is... being like, mom, I'm never talking to you again. Yeah. But like Carol and Noah, they, there's something going on there. Definitely. There's some type of on the low situation i think you know if last time we thought that tessa and noah were a couple or no oh, i'm sorry we're a brother Brothers. and sister duo but they were a couple but now um now we're starting to maybe he might turn into her stepfather i mean just hey i just think it's odd that carol and noah have stayed in such close contact because like my mom and like my grandparents they have never not once called or contacted one of my friends that would be so weird yeah same here um and the fact that she has a picture of him and her like in her office or like wherever she was taking that phone call um very strange and she's over here just like you ended up with Harden by the way 
Tessa spent a month without heart. Like, she was broken up with Harden. Like, why were y'all fighting? Shouldn't y'all be like, yay, you're not dating Harden. Woo! Um, and then they're talking about her dad out of nowhere. That was the theme of this movie was like, let's just introduce someone or some random thing that you should have prior knowledge of out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, is her mom mad? Because, okay, in the last movie, she was all upset because obviously, like, Tessa was seeing Harden and, like, she didn't know about it. And they were, like, hooking up and all this stuff. She's like, I'm not paying your tuition anymore. So she moved in to that place apartment or whatever with Harden with the plants yeah and the bathtub um <laughs> she moved in there and then like they break up and this goes to their own relationship issues too I'm like y'all are broken up yet you're still going to the apartment that he lives in and he still has your location that don't make no sense that's what I'm saying like does this girl not live in a dorm anymore I mean oh in in the first movie she had a dorm with these people and like it didn't work out but still like she's probably still paying for the dorm you can't just like can you just move out of a dorm like you halfway can. through is that what she did Ugh, tessa oh my gosh keep you the dorm do it. if it's early enough you will get a refund but i'm like assuming if it's later you wouldn't but her mom her mom was like i'm not paying for this anymore so that's why she moved in with him so i'm assuming she wasn't paying for the dorm at that point but also hardin's dad is like the chancellor of the school so like he was probably just like ah it's on me yeah i i don't know the mom just like confuses me <laughs> She is so toxic. I'm like, mm -hmm. I get that you're happy they're not together anymore, but she was basically saying, like, you don't sound heartbroken. You don't sound she, like you want to die. I know, and her mom was, like, even saying, like, don't you effing hang up on me. And I was like, dang. If my mom talked to me like that, I'd be, like, crying. I'd be like, uh, sorry. Carol got a mouth on her. It's from hanging mm -hmm. out with Noah. And I think the main issue I'm just now remembering is that, like, I think her and Noah were still together when Tessa and Harden, like, oh, first yeah. hooked up. And, like, because her mom probably loved Noah, like, her son or whatever, and she's like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to play Nell's wedding or whatever, she was probably feeling some heartbreak, too. And she's like, you're throwing away this perfectly good boy that's, like, still in high school, might be a little creepy right now. Um, for this boy? For tattoo booty cheek boy? Come on. A disgrace. You're gonna be a little cheater homewrecker? You're wrecking my home with your new stepfather for Harden? Disgusting. Mm. But he blew it. Noah, he said, I blew it, Carol. I don't know what happened. He let the beans spill about her dad wanting to meet up with her. Who's apparently homeless. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how does that connect? I don't know how any of this connects. I'm like, I didn't think her, I didn't want to know about her dad. I didn't care. I just thought, you know, maybe her mom just raised her daughter alone. There you go. Fine. And then they're just like, we, we need to bring in Tessa's dad because we have to bring in everybody. And then he's the homeless guy from the beginning. And I'm like, whoa, it just all comes back around. Come like, on. after that first scene with him, I genuinely didn't think about that man at all again. And then when no. he showed up again, I thought he was going to, like, stab Harden for not yeah. <laughs> his daughter. Um, but she recognized him. I was like, wait, does she know her? So she, like, knows her dad. 
Because she even recognized him. I mean, I don't know, like, what the situation is with her home life. I'm like, did they recently divorce within, like, the last few years? Did he leave when she was really young? Because, like, in the last movie, I didn't think about it. I was like, oh, her mom, her mom is just a single mom. Like, I was like, maybe mm-hmm. her dad died. Maybe they're separated. I don't know. I don't know. That's the problem with the, these movies. They're just like, people just can't be single. There has to be this big dramatic thing about it. And I'm like, I doubt even Tessa was thinking about her dad until it was all brought up again. She, Tessa was probably like, my dad is dead to me. And then just randomly, because <laughs> her dad is trying to get in touch. And her mom is like, no, you're not seeing my precious cheating baby girl. You're not seeing her while she has her unrealistic publishing internship. You're not ruining her life again mm-hmm. like you ruined mine. I'm seeing mm-hmm. someone new. His name is Noah. It might be illegal, but he makes me happy. But he's breaking hearts and taking names, as he said <laughs> on the screen. And the fact that they were barely in the movie. They were like in one scene. Literally. And then that scene led to the most out of place scene ever with Harden's apparent nightmares like we don't care guys and those nightmares I (laughs) I just can't think what is who is this child what are we doing here and I I don't understand I'm still so confused again there's no plot involved they're trying to put in some plot but it makes no sense of what is really going on so they're trying to make us sympathize with Harden and like understand why he's an alcoholic and like a mean person and it's because he saw his mom be abused I don't know any further than that she was assaulted by this group of men and it was all at the fault of his dad um who was just absent when he should have been home yeah well it was because I'm I mean, I don't know the exact details, but he owed these people money probably because he, um, I'm just, this is how movie tropes do it. He's an alcoholic. He probably just like bet on something while he was drunk and, you know, owed these people a lot of money and just didn't get back to him. And there you go. And they decided to go after his family. And Hardin's mom makes her appearance in this movie, who could have definitely played Tessa's mom because they look so similar. It's weird. Mm. Um, And this is like another issue I have. Harden and Tessa, at the end of the last movie, it seemed like they were done. Like, it was final. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't ever want to see you again. You're a piece of trash. Whatever. But in this movie, it's like they don't know what they are to each other. Because they're broken up, but they're obviously not. Because Tessa's going back to this apartment. And, you know, she's hanging out there. And Harden brings his mom home. Because she's visiting the States for the first time, which also seems unrealistic. I'm like, your son lives here and you've never been. Whatever. Anyway, she comes in and he's like, can you please pretend like you're still with me? Because I can't, I can't tell my mom that I made this bet about you and your virginity. It would shatter her illusion of why me. Could, why couldn't he just say we broke up? What is so hard about that? I think it's because Tessa has that like fan fiction girl quality of like, I'm a mediocre character, but I make all his problems go away. When he sleeps with me, he doesn't have bad dreams. Uh, well, I was thinking, I was asking myself the same questions because the last movie, like you said, they were broken up, you know, and, and then we're a month later. She seems fine without him. She seems good. She's got her new internship job. And then she's just 
you know, she's drunk and she calls him. As one does. And then after that, it's all like, hmm, we're in a relationship again. And I'm like, we're just going back to normal. If you're under him, you ain't getting over him, as Dua Lipa said. But I, it's been a month. Like, don't they have things to sort out that we That's never saw? the biggest problem with the movie and the books. They don't talk about anything. They don't lay their issues out on the table. They're just like, body and soul. Body and soul. Anytime there's, you know, an issue, anytime it seems awkward between two of them, they're just like, well, I guess we should just, you know, have sex now. Like, I'm like, if y'all are just going to be F buddies or, you know, friends with benefits, that's cool. But stop trying to mix all these feelings into it because y'all don't seem emotionally mature enough to deal with that. I mean, people complain about the Twilight movies a lot, but at least they were talking about things. Their At issues. least they were discussing, like, their issues here. They're just, you know, that's the thing. I don't know what the plot is. If somebody said, explain the plot of After Two, I would literally say they have sex. They have problems, problems I don't really know about. They're toxic, but they have sex. That is not plot. That is not plot it's not. whatsoever. Nothing gets worked out. And then, like, it stems outside of their relationship, too. Like, okay, so Hardin's mom is going to meet up with her ex-husband for the first time in forever because he invites them to this Christmas party at their house. And things are fine, and she's trying to, like, put the past in the past. Like, she doesn't... I, I mean, like, she forgives him in a way, but, like, it's like a forgive and not forget situation. And Hardin is like, I don't understand how my mom can be so cool about this. Like, my dad is the reason everything is wrong with me. My nightmares, my alcoholism, daddy issues, ah. And he gets into a fight about his dad's trousers in the middle of the Christmas party. And they go outside, and everyone is watching anyway. And he lands a big fat smack. And apparently, the resolution is not to have a conversation. It's just to, like, mouth the words, I'm sorry, through the phone underneath a cheesy soundtrack. Like, there's no conversation. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I would have picked a fight over those pants as well. Those things were hideous. When I saw those, I was like, we cannot just, like, move past this. We have to talk about this. They were a choice. Um, when I saw those pants, I said, I think I'm going to call up my own father and, and just start up <laughs> some trouble. Just, you know, start up a ruckus. I, um, again, we're, we did talk about, like, in the first movie, Hardin's, you know, family issues. And that's brought up again. But my main issue was with this was like when his mom, his dad calls his mom, which by the way, I didn't even like, how do they have each other's phone numbers? Maybe like emergency contact if something ever happened to Harden. But when she he calls her, she's so casual about it. And then she's like, I haven't seen your father in 10 years. I'm like, how are you so ca casual just talking to him then? Wouldn't you be like, oh my gosh. Maybe this they've my talked, but they just haven't seen each other. I don't know. I feel like at some point they would have... I mean, maybe they didn't. I feel like at some point they, they would have had to have had a conversation. Because I'm like, her they son is so far away at this school. She's in England. She's never even been to the States. I'm like, I'm assuming she's getting updates from him at some point. But I, him and his mom seem to have like a pretty strong relationship mm -hmm. so maybe like he just talked to her and there's all this jealousy about money like you see how dad lives and you live in this like actually not horrible house in england mm -hmm. like her house he made it seem like her house was like a cardboard and box she's like 
she's like, well, you know, son, here's, um, here's a lesson on money, you know, money doesn't buy happiness. Cause honestly, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, maybe she doesn't want to live in a big house. And it's like her house wasn't bad. And you know, she's having a little fling with the neighbor. She's happy. Harden. He just wants her to feel the same way that he does about the whole situation. I think he wants his feelings to be justified in a way and like all his actions to be justified because a lot of his actions are, you know, punching his father and lashing out in public. Not really ways to um, resolve things. He wants somebody to say, you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And that's not it. And... Harden just needs to get over things. I know you got some trauma, but... <laughs> he has, like, poor impulse control. And I'm not trying to say, like, oh, his trauma's not valid. Because obviously seeing your mom get assaulted, that would be very yeah. traumatic at a young age. That would be very... a lot to handle. And his mom was like, oh, he started self-medicating with alcohol, which is a problem. I'm like, you need to, like, work them steps. Work them steps, you know. See a therapist. Mm-hmm. And, like, him and Tessa need to see a therapist because they have their own freaking issues because they don't know how to communicate. She's so young, and he is too, and they're both just, like, in this extremely toxic relationship. And that's what bothered me by the end of the film. I was like, okay, so apparently Tessa wants to get back together with him, and Harden's like, you know what? I'm not good for you because Dylan Sprouse said so. And... (laughs) I'm like, okay, good, good. We're staying separate. This is how the movie should end. I don't know where the third movie will pick up, but, you know, let's end it here. And then Hardin shows up out of nowhere. She drops the wine glass. She's like, oh, my goodness, I must leave. And he chases after her. And then they're just like, let's get in an Uber together and talk about how hot it is at Christmas. And they make it seem like she's gone forever, but it's a different car. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, Trevor left in the dust. Justice for, for Trevor. Oh, my God. So, okay. The issues that I think they need to take to therapy, because I just feel like it needs to be said, because everything is poor communication. Mm-hmm. Harden randomly is like, I'm moving back to London after I graduate. And, like, they've never had this conversation. I don't know why she wouldn't assume that, though, because, like, his mom is there. Like, obviously, he would probably move back to London, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and then only being able to express your love through gifts. He gave her a lot, this movie. Mm-hmm. A candle. Yeah. A charm bracelet. Yeah. A day of yoga, sex, and babysitting. That whole montage thing, I was like, what are we doing? Can somebody please explain to me why we are doing this? What does this have to do with anything? <sighs> I don't know. Tessa's lack of trust for him, which he acts like is absurd for her to, like, have trust issues. I'm like, sweetie. I swear this man is going to, like, pop a blood vessel or something. Most of Hardin's lines were yelled in this movie. I was like, okay, indoor voices. Calm. And his face gets so red and his eyes are, like, going to pop out. And he's like, how can you not trust me? You will never forgive me for what I did. (sighs) And I'm like, should she forgive you for what you I did? gave you a Kindle with all your favorite books. How can you not forgive me? I gave you a charm bracelet and had sex with you in your office, which could have gotten you fired. How can you not forgive me? That window was, op- well, not like open, but you know, people could see inside of it. And they were not concerned. Mm-mm. 
And then, okay, this was another thing, like, another, why are we doing this? At the party with his conquest, Jamie, I'm like, why is he randomly walking up to this girl and then taking her upstairs? And we all know the the way it seems. It's like, oh, like, hook up. uh." Apparently, that's not what happened. He was just, like, trying to clear the air with her, apologize for, like, the way he acted or whatever. And then Tessa overhears the conversation, the figure of speech, as he says, the figure of speech, um, and she goes and makes out with this guy at this party, and he loses his mind. Not even makes out, it's like a, done. That other guy did not consent. And then Harden's over here, like, uh, pushing and punching that guy. I'm like, whoa, Did, did we not just see what happened here? That was totally Tessa. Very toxic. Can we talk about how he pushed Molly on the floor? Like, I don't like Molly either, but that was kind of rough. Mm-hmm. I mean, Molly deserved a few pushes, but come on. He, like, threw her on the floor. <laughs> Harden has some domestic abuse issues, I should say. And it's from his childhood trauma. Oh, yes. Justifies everything, apparently, in it this movie. It just makes everything better. Like, anything he does wrong, it's because of that and his nightmares. I'm just, I wonder, you know, if this movie is, I can't tell what this movie is trying to tell me. Like, is Harden supposed to be a good guy? (laughs) Because this movie, I feel like, is sending mixed messages. It's like, they want you to feel bad for him because it's like, oh, bad boy with sensitive past. But they don't give you enough to work with to feel anything for him. Yeah, because every time Tessa just, like, gets in an uber with him again all i can think is girl what are you doing just stop and that's not what i'm supposed to be feeling apparently literally the song in the background of that scene is like i should have known better i'm like you should have because hello mm-hmm. you're about to just repeat the same thing again and again and like plot to his sex does not resolve your issues oh yeah and then like what is this like all this sex under the influence like that first night she was obliterated mm-hmm I know. And it was kind of quick, too. I was like, we need to catch up a little bit. Who are these people? How? What is their relationship? Hello? They said no recap. And, like, body and soul while your mama is in the other room, like, literally the other side of the door. I, no. Not a chance. The longest scene ever. And I, all I can think is, his mom is in the other room. Like, she's not even in the other room. Like, she's literally, like, on the couch outside the door. Like, mm-hmm. it's so close. And then Miss Tessa, it's her fault because she initiated it. Miss UTI herself, if she don't calm down. Like, girl, it's on mm-hmm. both of y'all, but also you. Mm-hmm. Harden, he's trying to be mature about it. He's like, I'll sleep on the floor, you know, whatever. Typical fanfic trope. And she's like, we're both mature adults. We're not Neanderthals. And they get in this bed and she's like, I don't think this is going to work. Feel. Here. Feel. What about you? Oh. She, uh, I mean, she knew what she was asking for. I mean, come on. Miss Ma'am, she's going to have to make a trip to Miss Walgreens. You know, we could see a Juno situation in the future. We could see her buying some cranberry pills because she is just doing a lot. I thought that's where... We were kind of thinking, like, where is this movie going? Because, again, no plot. We need to put something in here. I thought thought she was going to get, like, pregnant. She was going to get pregnant. They were going to get, like, like, I thought he was going to propose to her out of nowhere. When he he was telling her, like, you're all, like, you're it for me. I was like, oh, here comes the proposal. She's going to have to think, like, like, should I marry him? Should I not? Or something like that. 
And then, like, I was starting to think, like, maybe her and Trevor will have a thing. Then it becomes a whole Jacob and Edward situation. I don't like when shows, or shows, what am I talking about? Movies, shows, anything, any form of media, like, decides to do this love triangle thing, but it's not actually a love triangle. They just bring a man in. I mean, I don't like it either, but at least it would have given me something. Well, I mean, like, I want, like, if you're gonna do a love triangle, do it. Make us think they're going to get together. But this movie, like, that was never the thing. Like, they were never going to get together. I mean, I could tell that Trevor, you know, liked her. But she never seemed interested in him. Mm Mm-mm. Like, she was focused on her own tattooed boy. She didn't want lens crafters when she had Hot Topic. Also, why did he leave when he was about to tell her, like, because he's like, I need to get something off my chest. And then he said, excuse me, was he, sp- was he like, going to throw up? Was he so nervous he was going to throw up? We were never shown what was going on. I don't know. Again, that is, this is horrible, like, just horrible narrative. Because, obviously, they said, we need to get Trevor out of the way to introduce Harden into this scene. And then just have them leave together and Trevor, like, left them dust. So they were like, well... Trevor, just leave. Just say, excuse me, but never show what he's actually doing. I guess there's potential for them in the future, because at first, like, the movie makes it seem like, oh, we're not going to see Trevor anymore, because he gets his position in Seattle first to be, like, Mm -hmm. their numbers boy or whatever, their calculator boy. And then, like, months later, or months later, no. (laughs) This movie is not months. This movie is weeks. Like, a week later, Tessa gets her position offer, and it's like, oh, well, maybe in the next movie, if they both end up in Seattle, something will happen there, but I don't know. I don't know. I wanted him to stick around because I'm, because it would have given me something. There would have been some drama there. That's the reason why. And maybe, maybe Trevor will have a makeover, you know, have a little glow up in the third movie, and then Tessa's really just like, okay. Okay, okay, Papa. Okay, calculator boy. Okay, Texas Instruments. Do you know how this series ends, like, in the books? No, I've only read the first book. I'm waiting to read the second one. I have it on hold at the library. I'll let y'all know when I read it. I wish there was, like, a Wikipedia summary. There probably is. So I want to know how this series ends in the books, just so, like, where, do they get married? Do they... I do their thing. think they do, but I'm not entirely sure. I mean, that is the ending of every Wattpad story. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm reading it. Yep. Kind of, um, just think typical, um, Wattpad ending for these types of books. I think the bad ones always end in marriage and the good ones always end in like, we can't be together. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want. I want tragic. I don't want marriage and kids. I want, we're not, like, I love you, but it just isn't going to work. Well, we're going to have to wait for the last two movies to come out. Well, me and Katie are auditioning mm-hmm. to be extras, so we'll probably mm-hmm. have the 411 before all y'all. Yeah, just, um, we'll, we're definitely going to have some lines. We're going to have to negotiate. I hope I get to say, who is Hardin Scott? Mm. I want to say... Um, I mean, I definitely want to say, you know, this or that. I, um, I just want, maybe I'll be the one that initiates the truth or dare. I feel like you have to introduce truth or dare in every, um, movie. 
I want to be the understudy for Vance's son who's playing with that train set. (laughs) (laughs) He, He was in there for like two scenes. What was the purpose of this character? What are all those marks on your arm? Demachatsus. I was thinking something else completely uh, when he was saying that. They're my self-harm scars. (laughs) Oh, Um, I'm edgy. Is there anything else that we missed Um, that we need to get through? Let's see. I guess we could take a second for New Year's. I think we kind of glossed over it. Oh, new year's our girl tessa she said i love putting myself in a toxic situation i have my toxic man and his toxic friends let's go to the new year's party with all these people who betrayed me tessa is definitely not a fun drunk i mean she she does things that she will regret later on she just doesn't think um she's like no babe it'll be fun and if it's not we'll have next year to spend together and he's like next year we have another year together. <laughs> another year of pain and torture. Another year of alcoholism and suffering. Mm. They go to this party. You know, she's wearing her little red dress. She's ready to pop and lock and break and jam. They're playing beer pong. Harden wanders off with that girl. Um, and then Miss Molly. Miss. Miss the party don't start till I walk in herself. Comes in, pink clip-in extensions and everything, and she's ready to start some drama. She's like, what is she doing here? And she's like, are you a virgin? Sorry, I can't, those TikToks where they recreate that scene, and it's all in, like, it's all fast. That's all I can think about. And she's like, oop, we already know that one, because Arden effed you. Arden? Arden? I thought you said Arden. I was like, who? And then... Miss Tessa says, in true internalized misogyny fashion, is it true that you're a W-word slur? Hmm? And everyone's like, so funny. Everyone's like, ooh. And then Molly's like, what did you just call me? And Tessa's like, I didn't call you anything, baby. I just asked a question. And then Miss Ma'am says, is it true that you're an actual freaking idiot for taking back this man who betrayed you? Is that true? I mean, I did agree with Molly up there. I did. I said, she really called you out, and she decided to throw hands. She decided to recreate that cafeteria scene from Mean Girls. She said, I'm going to body slam this girl from this recliner onto the floor. And then Hardin drags her upstairs for a moment of body and soul. Because the men always have to save the women in this situation. Because Mm -hmm. they just do too much. And they decide to have three minutes of New Year's Eve sex because um, Pia Mia says three minutes till New Year's. And of course, she. What's a PG way I can describe this? Of course, she um, finishes mm-hmm. when the clock strikes midnight. She's like, wow, what a way to rein in the new year. I mean, the way they were moving, I was like, is she going to finish? <laughs> I know. I was like, that do not even look. That's not the right position, but okay. Yeah. Switching up positions for you. Mm, you know, maybe that's just their thing. Can we consider this a Christmas movie? I don't know if it's on, like, Vanessa Hudgens' caliber. I mean, people consider Die Hard a Christmas movie. So, like, why can't we consider this one a Christmas movie? I don't know if I consider Die Hard a Christmas movie. I will, just for the fun of it. I consider it a study in what not to do in a relationship. <sighs> You know, 
we have our own thoughts on After We Collide, but you know who else has their own thoughts? Um, users on Letterboxd. <laughs> I just want to read a few uh, reviews really quick that I just thought were so funny. Um, Hollywood never effing knows when it's time to stop. Was that the worst movie I've ever seen? Probably. Am I still going to watch the other two when they come out? Mind your business. Uh, me, I fall into that category. Yes. I read the book way back in high school. Yes. I rewatched the first film last night. Yes. I just watched it now. I make terrible choices in life. I am only human. This is honestly just the worst sequel possible. Like, imagine risking your life to see this in theaters. Just a disappointment. The first film is even better than this, and that's saying something. The fact that we almost did that, but then came to our senses, um, I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it have a Rotten Tomato score of 17% for it critics? It does have 17% for critics. But it has what? like a 91% for like audience. Because the ones putting in the audience score are the ones that are coming, are like going to see this movie. You know, you know what I mean? Like, but the I'm critics, like, even if you are, you think it's good? Those are people who are like, like really, there are people who like these types of movies. Oh my god. Are we people who like this movie? No, I gave it half a star on Letterboxd. So half um half out of five um I don't know, you know, marks on your arm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was gonna give it one one steamy shower booty cheek out of ten. Hmm. There were some chuckles. I was excited to see Candace from the Vampire Diaries. That kind of made me really happy. Um, But that's about it. Toxicity at its finest. And I would like to end with another review. Just one more. This movie is a great case for abstinence. And that's on Southern Sex Education. Should we take a quiz? We shall. We are taking a quiz called... We'll give you an album to listen to based on the fanfic you write. I think this was created for me. Uh, let's write some fic. <laughs> By Rolden Judith, a community contributor. Thank you, Rolden Judith, if that's how you pronounce your username. I wonder if her first name is Judith and Rolden is her last name. Maybe. I have no idea. Anyways, choose a person. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't even finish that question. <laughs> Choose a protagonist. All right, first up, we have um, the first man to grace the cover of Vogue in like a hundred years, Harry Styles. Second up, we have Katie's everything, Harry Potter. Thank you. <laughs> the picture is of the original writer, Daniel Radcliffe, not to be confused with yes. J.K. Rowling. Um, then we have Fox Mulder from The X-Files. Oh, I didn't know. I don't know anything about X-Files. I've seen like two episodes. Then we have Dude, Steve cool. Rogers from a Marvel movie. <laughs> a Marvel movie. It's Captain America, y'all. I don't know him. And then we have Katniss okay. Everdeen, our 2014 dystopian queen, or Momo. Don't know her. But glad she's got that gun pointed straight at me. (laughs) She's got it sideways, too. (laughs) She's not here to play. She said accuracy might be off, but I look good. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I feel like we're going to offend a lot of people not knowing who Momo is. It's just, I, I already know it. We're going to di- be disappointing a lot of fan bases. Um, I, okay, so I have to think for a fanfic, what kind of fanfic do I want to write? Harry, you've had your fanfic moment. Move aside. <laughs> and I mean both Harrys. Both of y'all have had your fanfic moments. Let's give the other one some opportunity. Um, Steve Rogers, you've had your fanfic moment with uh, Bucky Barnes. But Katniss, I feel like we could do a lot with Katniss. You know, let's just rewrite the entire Hunger Games series to make it to where she just doesn't do anything. I was really shocked that you didn't pick Harry Potter because, you know, you know you like to be reading about that Harry Harry Hogwarts universe. Um... (laughs) I thought you were going to say, like, Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, you know, I just, I'm not that clever. Uh, I would pick, not me wearing a Harry 94 sweatshirt right now. Okay, um, I'm going to pick Mr. Vogue himself, you know, so much potential. I, it wouldn't be a musical fic, it would be something different. You mean you didn't want to pick Fox Mulder, whatever his name is? I don't think I know enough about the Exiles <laughs> universe to do that. I've literally seen two episodes and that's it. I just want to do something different. I've never really... We don't see a lot of female protagonists in fanfics. Let's, you know, I gotta change it up. I mean, I support your decision. Mm -hmm. I support yours too, because, you know, put Harry Styles in the name, it's bound to get some, what is it, views, reads, whatever. Clicks, ratings, uh, the Waddies. Isn't that what the awards are called? The Waddies. Whoa, didn't know that. Fanfic to okay. 10. Please register <laughs> next semester. <laughs> Choose the love interest. Okay, so we have Da Yoon. First up, so sorry, girly. Don't know you. Great smile, though. Great smile. Uh, second up, we have Peter Malark, our favorite bakery boy, right behind Harry Styles at the Holmes Chapel W. Mandeville Bakery <laughs> cashier section. Then we have Sebastian Stan, a name I know, but a man I do not. Then we have Dana Scully, also from The X-Files. Louis Tomlinson, I'm not going to pick that because I'm not trying to get in trouble. And then Draco Malfoy, everyone's favorite. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Olaplex King. Hmm. So Sebastian Stan actually plays Bucky, who I mentioned in the Steve Rogers, Bucky Barnes fanfic. Bucky fix. Kentucky? That's... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their ship name is Stucky. So uh, that's a common ship in the Marvel Universe. Uh, I support it. Why not? Um, but for Katniss everything, the obvious choice would be PETA. But I didn't want Katniss with either of those boys. I was like, Katniss... You should just be by yourself. Agree. <laughs> that, that's how I feel most of the time with love interests. I'm like, there are probably better people out there for you than these two options. So I don't really know who to pick out of all Can these. I give you a suggestion? Sure. I would, I'll take it. Okay. So it depends on the kind of mood you want to go with. Obviously, we know I'm a fanfic professor. So like, let me just use my expertise. Um, I think you should pick Draco because you could have this whole like enemies to friends to lovers situation you know you could have some some hate love right there or you could go with um 
Louis Tomlinson if you wanted a fluffy comedy fic. Ooh, Katniss in a fluffy comedy fic. Ooh, I, I think don't know. Draco enemies to lovers. That's what I was going towards because I think they're both like very stubborn, hard-headed people. They'll find some um, similarities between both of them eventually. She's got survival skills. He's got magic. You know, could be interesting. And both of those worlds also interesting mm-hmm. crossover. I would pick Peta. Okay, because as, as I said I was before, gonna... <laughs> they're both little bakery boys. He He's the baker. Here's the cashier. Works. There we go. But he has to be a love interest of some sort. I want them to, like, be love interests at first and they break up and he finds someone better. Okay, okay. Not that it. I'm shipping any of these people. This is fictitious. Please don't come for they're, me. They're, you know, they're enemies because they're against each other in the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> I mean, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Choose a best friend that will support your protagonist through through tough times. This is really hurting me inside. Okay, we have Niall Horan, everyone's favorite friend. Um, Primrose Everdeen. She dies, so she wouldn't be a good friend. You know, when she was dead, I said, bye, honey. And she plays the sister in Spinning Out, and in that she was obnoxious, oh. too, so... Um, we have Ron Weasley, everyone's favorite redheaded boy. Uh... PP, our boy PP, always and forever on CND. Um, Santa slash Sauna, hope I'm pronouncing that right, not sure. Um, she has a really cool rainbow background, not mad at it. And then we have an alien, a literal extraterrestrial. They just said, we're just putting an alien, we're not even bothering with names. Um, we should probably specify that uh, PP is Peter Parker. <laughs> I have to go with Ron Weasley, though, because just Ron is just the best side character that will support you no matter what yes ron had his problematic moments but i mean his main character trait is that he'll just stick with you forever interesting i'm gonna pick pp because i feel like we could have some fun uh superhero moments in our ordinary baker world those british boys are gonna get along there's oh i didn't even realize that i picked like that many okay well you know well, Josh Hutcherson isn't British, so he's American. It'll be maybe he's like on a he's on a study abroad. He's working at the yeah, bakery. Exactly. Where will your fic take place? Hogwarts. Not I said the dog. New York. Not I said Taylor Swift. London, the most logical choice for me. Area fifty one, a creative endeavor. A uh, small town where your protagonist grew up, Home Chapel AA, or <laughs> an alternate universe. Um, I feel like the only one that would work, because I wanted to go with like you know the Hunger Games, but like Katniss just what if Katniss just didn't volunteer? She was like, <laughs> Prim, just go, just just go. So that's what I'm going for. So it has to be an alternate universe because none of these other ones would fit. Interesting. I have two options that are very logical. I could pick London or small town, even though they're not that different because they're both in England. Or I could just be totally different and go with New York because that would explain Josh being American. I Okay, so I was going to say New York because, well, Peter Parker is from New York. That makes but, sense. And, like, Harry... Doesn't Harry spend a lot of time in New York? I don't know. I don't keep up with the Harry Styles updates. I don't I'm wanna, sorry. Uh, 
I hate talking about stuff because then people are like, oh, she's crazy. Uh, but, you know, he did have an apartment there one time in the same block that Taylor Swift had. So, coolie. I just be knowing stuff, y'all. I can't help it. So, did you pick, which one did you pick? I am going to pick New York this time around. Still a big city. Still opportunities everywhere. Mm-hmm. And Peter's yeah. got to have those buildings for those webs. <laughs> Choose a fanfic cliche. Ooh, my favorites. Okay, protagonist falls for the bad boy. Okay, so we've seen it too many times. Uh, two best friends fall deeply in love. Uh, a personal favorite. Bodyguard falls in love with the person they're protecting. I don't think that fits in with mine. I don't know if it fits in with yours. Katniss could be a bodyguard. Who, who is the bodyguard? I feel like it would be Katniss. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, body, so she is the bodyguard and she's protecting Drago Malfoy. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's in trouble and like with the Ministry of Magic and freaking uh, his dad, whatever his name is, is like, I'm hiring Arrow, girl. Uh, <laughs> so much to a pack. Oh, let me finish the options. Okay, two people meet and really hate each other, but then passionately fall in love. Hi, my name is blank, and I'm not like most. Oh, my God, please stop. Or there's only one bed, so they have to share it. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Okay. There's only one cash register, so they have to share it at the bakery. <laughs> um. Okay, so we were talking about doing the two people meet and really hate each other, but but then passionately fall in love for mine. But now that we've really just like gotten into the bodyguard one, I have to pick that one. So much to work with. And it's, I mean, it seems a little, un- uh, a little original. I mean, <laughs> I like different. it. It's, it's mm-hmm. out there. Um, I would pick, uh, this is so difficult. Okay. I don't really resonate with any of these. I'm going to pick hi, my name is blank and I'm not like most blank. Cause they're all very different. So who is saying the hi my name is blank and I'm not like most blank? I feel like it would have to be Harry because he's an Aquarius. Hmm. You know. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. Choose a distant but incredibly sexy ex that still harbors feelings for the protagonist. I want to go back and change all my options. Okay, we have Timothy Shalimar, as Katie would say. Um, Zayn Malik, our new daddy. A new daddy on the block. Um, Natasha Romanova, aka Black Widow Baby. <laughs> is that who she is? Yeah. Dang, eat it up. We have, um, I really don't know who these girls are and I feel really bad, but we have um, Nyon? Yeah, I, I think that's how, it, I would, how I would pronounce it. I, I'm so sorry. I just don't know the girlies. I'll look them up after, I promise. Um, Hermione Granger. What is, what's on her face? That looks like a little cut. Girl, get some Neosporin or none. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, you know, we've already got a lot going on in my story. Let's just go with none. (laughs) I'm also going to pick none because I just don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Ew. Um, choose the antagonist. I'm scared. The fluke man. That looks like a blobfish. Um, Kylie Jenner. I know who my antagonist is in the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games world. A metaphor for capitalism. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. Okay. We have Simon Cowell who... <laughs> <laughs> 
Lucius Malfoy, Hailey Bieber. What did she ever do? I heard she was a middle school bully, but like, leave her alone. <laughs> or <laughs> there's so many options. I mean, I'm really torn between Lucius. <laughs> Lucius Malfoy and Kylie Jenner. But I think I'm going to go with Kylie Jenner because I could have done Malfoy because, you know, Draco Malfoy. But Kylie, I feel like she would be like a big thing in the Hunger Games world. She would be one of those billionaires like living with those crazy costumes. And then like Katniss obviously has to like defeat her somehow. I don't know. I don't know how. I haven't put it together yet, but it has to be Kylie. This has just got me cracking up. Like, I could, I was going to pick Kylie at first, too. I was like, imagine Peter Parker just, like, like <laughs> slinging into Kylie Cosmetics. Like, I'm going to take her down. Um, so a stormy gets in the way. <laughs> okay. I think uh, I'm torn. I was going to pick, like, Thanos because doesn't he cause, like, the blip or whatever? And I'm like, yeah. that can be interesting, but I don't think I know enough about it to do that. But also Simon Cowell. Something about the way he's caressing that button. It's just giving me evil man energy. Um, it's like... <laughs> maybe he's the owner of the bakery who's like just horrible and treats everyone bad. I think it has to be Simon. It just has to be. If you're including Harry. I'm so sorry. I hope I never meet him. Like, I could not. Like, I would cry. Where will the first kiss happen? I want to clarify that my first kiss is with um, an original character, not any of these previously mentioned ones. Um, We have In the Rain, like Amanda Seyfried and... Channing Tatum. I almost said Tanning Tatum. (laughs) Someone... Wait, I... Okay, I swear I've heard somebody say that before. Like, mixed up in a video, a YouTube video or something. Is that, like, a common thing people can get confused with? I think his name is just weird. Them Mm -hmm. and Dear John. We have In a Limo, you know, just a little backseat smooch. Uh, In the Woods, Body and Soul. On a Balcony, my personal favorite. In a Hotel Room, a little cliche. Or On the Beach, Lip Locking in the Sand. Mm, I feel like it shouldn't be this difficult. Let's see. Um... Set in the Hunger Games, it has to be in the woods. I guess I'll pick in a limo. I don't know. Maybe they're going to, like, what is that thing called in New Jersey? Maybe they're going to Carlos's Bakery and there's, like, a party. Oh, girl, I have no idea what that is. You know Cake Boss. You know Carlos. Oh, yeah. Okay, Okay, yeah. Never mind. It's been a while. What will it be rated? Ooh. Ooh. This really (laughs) sets the tone. Okay. K for ages five or older. Are five-year-olds reading fanfic? I, like, what are y'all reading? Dora the Explorer? <laughs> <laughs> it's Dora and Diego, because let's be honest, we were all confused at a very young age <laughs> on their relation. Roll Tide. Um, K plus, ages nine or older. T I've for never age- heard of this. <laughs> K. I'm so sorry I interrupted M- you. And M.A. Like, I've never heard of the other mm-hmm. ones. Or, I guess T. Ages 13 or older. M. Ages 16 or older. M.A. Ages 18 or older. Or, not sure yet. Um. Let's make this friendly for the kids. <laughs> it's gonna be rated K. 
ages five or older. <laughs> Mine's going to be rated T because I feel like I'll use some colorful language, but there won't be any smut. I just want, like, I want all of these characters to be kid-friendly. I want this to get as many views as possible. I want a wide audience. And lastly, how will it end? Oh, they're really making us think. Okay, the protagonist and the love interest will live happily ever after. Boring. The protagonist and the love interest will be torn apart and never see each other again. Either the protagonist, the love interest, or both will die. There will be a huge cliffhanger that suggests a sequel that you'll probably never get around to, if that ain't me. Uh, The protagonist saves the world, or the protagonist will end up with their ex. So that's not an option for either of us, because we didn't pick it. I know. (laughs) I hate all these endings, just saying. You know what? I wouldn't mind if, like, Draco died. Let's say, let's say either the protagonist, the love interest, or both will die, and it has to be Draco. It's just, you know, she failed as a bodyguard. <laughs> she really did. So, I have to scroll back up to see who I chose. So, I guess, so, does that mean that Harry and Peta are, like, in a relationship? Um, I did I guess, say it was a love interest. I didn't know that it meant tied directly to the protagonist, though. I thought it could just be a love interest. I'm picking happily ever after just for fun. Okay. Well, like, love interest doesn't mean you have to be in a relationship. It can just be, like, a little smooch. It could just be a, love a quick kiss, you know? Mm-hmm. A gentle caress. Or, cru- or a crush. You, you know? know what? I know what it would be. Because it's T. Um, he's kneading the dough, and it's a ghost moment, and they're just oh kneading together. Oh, so, what is the album you should listen to? Well, I've actually already listened to this album because of the pod. So, I'm ahead of the game. Taylor Swift's Lover. <gasps> wow. Isn't that your favorite uh, uh, Taylor Swift album? I think maybe. Was that before we did Folklore? Or did we do Folklore? We remember. did it, but it was like, we did it right when it had come out. And I don't think I had a mm. solidified opinion yet because I hadn't really, you know ruminated Mm -hmm. but lover's still up there for me it says you're a deeply romantic person whose head is always in the clouds ah pisces in addition to being a lover you're also a dreamer ah pisces to put it simply you love everything about love ah if only i could experience it what did you get (laughs) so i have never listened to this album but we do have a deep appreciation for this person louis tomlinson's walls you're a nice person but you definitely have a dark side Although you don't like to admit it, you're also a bit of a hopeless romantic. You try not to let people see that side of you, but sometimes it slips through. That's very Gemini of me, I should say. I'm screaming. Can I recommend a song from that album, but I've only heard, like, two songs? Sure. Um, Miss You? Honestly, kind of be popping off a little bit. Okay. I'll give it a listen. I think these fanfics will really just pop off. Maybe, like, one episode should be us writing one of these fanfics. I don't know if my heart could take it. Full disclosure, we tried to do this at one point to, like, read them, and it was just a lot. Like, I just couldn't do we it. We literally didn't even start the episode. We were like, we're not doing this. And now mm. to think I want to be a fanfic professor. Ugh, the character <laughs> development. Oh. Can you even teach it if you can't write it? Um, I feel like those who can't do teach, so... Never thought about that before. Although, you should try your hand at that fan fiction. I'm really interested to see where 
the trio of Harry Styles, Peter Malark, and Peter Parker go. If I ever write a chapter, I'll let you see it. Mm-hmm. Oh Plus my antagonist, God. uh, Sam McCowell. <laughs> We, we need to do this outro. We hope all of you little waddy writers and readers are having just the best week ever. Give us a rating, give us a review, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. And follow us on Twitter at Courage and Doll and check out our website couragedollpodcast.wixsite.com slash nowplaying. And if you don't have Twitter but you still want to tell us your thoughts, then email us couragedollpodcast at gmail.com and subscribe. Bye! Bye.